Welcome to the new year. Here we are in 2021. This We're, is going to be season is, two, episode one. This is nuts. This is nuts. I can't believe that. Well, you started it with the I podcast. Did. And then I, as like we built this. Like almost a year ago to, to the day. Yep. We started doing them together. So this is pretty awesome to be able to go into season two. Dos. Season dog. <laughs> yeah. So being New Year. Being yeah, we're not going to do the New Year, New Me shit. Nope. Nope, nope. No, we're definitely not <laughs> doing that. No, if, you, if you're making New Year's resolutions, maybe you should listen to a different podcast. But you will notice this year, we'll just talk about this. Mm-hmm. You will notice this year, though, that the podcasts are going to be, we hope, better. Yes, of course. So we're going to still be unscripted. We're still going to be real, but we are going to actually put together framework so that our podcasts are more intentful. So well, what we have learned in the past year? Yeah, and well then that's why because you know, we want to we want to make sure that our listeners mm-hmm. get the value mm-hmm. from this podcast that we're hoping they can have so to do that we got to be a little bit more intentful however we are going to remain unscripted frickety scripted we're just (laughs) going to have framework that we follow yeah so with being a new year there's a lot of talk right now based on 2020 of how people are going to start the year anew and based on 2020 or 2021 2020 did i say 2021 twice no you said 2020 yeah right based on what happened last year okay in the year we shall not talk about yeah you're throwing me for a loop on that one i'm like she just she just had work done on her back so she had her her large dragon she has on the back yeah she started getting that colored yep two two hours she went yeah two hours so i don't even know what i'm saying right now (laughs) what day is it (laughs) Well, it's not hump day. Oh, it's not hump day. No, it is. Uh, what day is it? No, it's Thursday. Um, entrepreneurship was the point I was trying to make. Is that last year everybody had a regular job, right? And so, how many of us have sat in those spaces of having a job, and always wishing or hoping or what ifs on someday if I can start my own business, whatever that may be. This year is the year that people do it because last year was like the reset, right? People were. Well, I think some people were forced into it last year. That too. That too. However, did they, did they pivot? Did they shift? Did they adapt? Did you become innovative in what you wanted to do? Did you even start? Or are you waiting for the right time? Well. You want to talk about that? Waiting for the right time? What's the right time? That's the point. (laughs) Yeah. The right time is like now. Like there is no perfect time to start a business. So if you're waiting for a huge capital injection, sell something. Sell your services. Be Mm -hmm. your own financer of your business by selling. The one thing that, well, there's so much in this category, but 
people right now are thinking about the government, right? What's going on with the government? Who's gonna, obviously we know now who was elected. It does not matter what you think either way, doesn't matter. And it doesn't even matter with your businesses so much because what they do and their decisions that they make, I mean, yes, they affect us in some ways, but it doesn't make us successful or not successful in the industry that, that you have chosen. Well, it's not gonna. It's not going to. Yes, it's not going to. Honestly, it's not going to affect your business, unless you're a large conglomerate that has U.S. government contracts. Your business really is not going to be affected. Like you're affected every year by taxes mm-hmm. because taxes change every single year. That's right. So that's not it. You're not going to be affected by fuel costs because fuel costs change every single day. So that's not it. Right. So would you would you say that as people are, you know, let's say that, you know, Joe Smith is listening to this and he has always wanted to start a business, but is finding himself now realizing that um, the safe job that he thought wasn't safe and that, you know, one wait for the perfect timing. And then, <laughs> and then maybe I don't have enough money to be able to start my own business. Or So I guess the question is, now that I'm saying all those things out loud, is where, where do people think they're supposed to be the moment they decide that I want to be an entrepreneur? So let's talk about some rules, right? Bullshit rules for a second. Okay. So can you, I'm going to ask you, Fritz, because I don't have anybody else in the room to ask. Can you go to college to be an entrepreneur? Or is an entrepreneur somebody who is kind of a pioneer of of what service they want to bring to the community? Well, you can go to school to be an entrepreneur, yes. Okay, what does that mean? But... What does entrepreneur Do you have mean? to? You know, if you're going to be, I'm going to, excuse me if it gets noisy, because I'm going to grab a magazine article, because she went there. I did go there, and I didn't even know he had a magazine with him. Check it out, and it so, says entrepreneur on it. <laughs> because she went there, we're going to talk about this. Okay. So we're going to talk about school and entrepreneurship. So here are... The top six graduate programs for entrepreneurs. It lists out, and this is in the Entrepreneur Magazine, it lists out the number of entrepreneur-related courses, the number of students enrolled, the percentage of faculty with entrepreneurial experience, the startups launched by grads in the past five years, the funding raised by grads in the past five years, and the tuition per year. Mm-hmm. Those are the categories. Right, okay. So we could go with Rice University in Houston, entrepreneurship. They have 29 related courses. They have 945 students enrolled. 89% of the staff has entrepreneurial experience. There's been 297 startups by grads in the past five years, and they've raised $1 billion, and the tuition is $63,000 a year. 
63,000 a year. So if you go four years, that's what, 200 and you're about right around 250, 260,000 for the year, give or take. Okay, that's number one. Now let's go to the University of Chicago. It's ranked number two. Okay. There's 38 entrepreneurial related courses offered. There are 2,765 students enrolled. Here's the disturbing number for mm -hmm. me. Yeah. Okay. Let's just jump. I'm just going to jump right now to tuition per year. Tuition at the University of Chicago is $59,753 a year mm -hmm. to learn entrepreneurship. And the percent of faculty with entrepreneurial experience is 49%. So not even half. That's laughable. And you're going to spend $59,000 times four. To learn entrepreneurial skills from a faculty that only half have experience. Less than half. Less than half. Yeah, that should uh, that should make your toes that, curl. And that's ranked number two. Right. Now they also have undergraduate programs in here. Now see in the undergraduate program, the top Three are 79%, 100%, and 71% of faculty with entrepreneur experience. But there are some in here that are listed, like 42%. This, this just trips me out. 46%, 41%. Right? And they'll list the top 50, I think, is what they do. Here. Penn State University, Penn State, Big 12. Yeah. 20%. And they're teaching it. How much is the tuition? In-state, 18400 Out-of-state, 35000 And they offer 33 classes. Hmm. So, you asked me. Do you have to go to college to be an entrepreneur? I think entrepreneurship is, to me, the definition is if, and I don't know what exactly the definition is. I suppose we could Google. We could Google that out. real quick. Google. But I think if you're going into business ownership, you're considered an entrepreneur, right? Right. Right. But I've had. You know, how many how many people in the past have asked us? A person who organizes and operates a business or businesses taking on greater than normal financial risks in order to do so. That is an entrepreneur by definition, by definition from the Oxford languages okay. dictionary. What does what does entrepreneur mean to to us mean to own your life? What does entrepreneur mean to own your life? To us. To us as entrepreneurs? Yeah, because we are radically different, right? Yeah, absolutely. We are and radically we, we, different. We challenge the status quo. Whatever the norm is, we're going to do the direct opposite. We're almost, uh, for me, entrepreneurship is being a rebel. 
Yeah, it is. It's almost rebellious because you're going against the norm. Right? Because, I mean, isn't it all about still to this day and age, which I don't really understand because this is industrial age thinking. But it's still go to school, get a good job, work your 40 years. Retire 40 hours a week. Mm Mm-hmm. So that you can live on 40% of your income in retirement. Because most people are not going to start a 401k, which is our, which are jokes within itself. And we can get into that maybe this year in a different episode if we ever talk about financial literacy, which I think would be a good one to talk about. Sure. We can, we're going to do a lot more interviews this year. Oh, yeah. For sure. A lot for more. That one. Like a lot more. Like most <laughs> of the shows. Are going to be interviews. Like the next show we're going to have in it. We're going to have an entrepreneur on. Yep, yep. But it's rebellious because we're, we're going against the grain. We're doing what most won't. We're taking risks every day. So did we take on a large financial risk? Depends on how you want to identify that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well. You, right? I mean, we didn't go out and seek out huge money. No. No. Have we had some capital injections? Yes. Have we had sales? Absolutely. Yes, we have. Yep. But have either one of us taken a paycheck from the business no, yet? No, we have no, not. No, we have not. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so you want to talk about financial risk? Well, there's personal financial risk right there because everything we get into the business turns around and goes right back into the business. Okay, so let's talk about the psychology behind... <sighs> behind not just being an entrepreneur because people throw that word around a lot like because they think it's this cool thing yes that it's a cool thing but the psych okay get into the psychology because there is a whole psychology behind entrepreneurship and there is a sacrifice that is inevitable when you are an entrepreneur if you are not willing and wired to make sacrifice then do not Go down the entrepreneurship path and stick with the job, which is not bad. No. You can like your job. It's a mindset. It is. It is. But there are some bad leaderships out there, which is why we coach leadership. Well, and and oddly enough, the the loudest bad entrepreneur is going to be the one that people listen to the most, right? Mm-hmm. So they can look the coolest and they can have their little Photoshop pictures taken with their yacht in the background, knowing damn well that that has nothing, absolutely zero to do with being an entrepreneur. Because when you are truly an entrepreneur and you're in this for the right reasons, your whole life exists around bringing massive value to everybody else but yourself, which means I'm talking about tangible things. Because everybody thinks I'm going to be an entrepreneur, I'm going to hold my own hours, and I'm going to have as much money as I could possibly stand. Okay. That only happens when what happens? When you create enormous value. And how would you create enormous value in your entrepreneurial goal? I mean, like, what does that even mean to create value? Because I heard it well before we started on this journey, well before I was a a serious entrepreneur. Let's go layman's. Okay. I mean, why do people go to college? 
so they can get that white white piece of paper yep. because now they're valuable. Yes. Because they've been trained in an industry that no longer exists because they spent the last four years training for something. Now they're graduated and it doesn't, and I'm not saying that for all of them, but it does happen. But so it's that piece of paper. From, so From the moment we're five years old, roughly, you know, we go from being born and being this amazing, magical, whimsical, dreaming, anything is possible kid, right? And then we go to school. And the first thing we learn in kindergarten is to sit down and to shut up and to follow the rules and to stay in line and do as you're told. So we're conditioning. We are conditioned very young. If you are not homeschooled, you are conditioned. And I used to be against homeschooling, but... I have a whole nother perspective on that because if families are really truly out there taking their children out on adventures and bringing history books to life, they're teaching them to be whimsical and playful and that anything is possible, right? But you go to school in the traditional sense all the way through college, you are told to sit down, shut up, and do what you're told. Sit down, shut up and do what you're told over and over and over again. Well, look at how education has changed for so many kids, right? Because homeschooling became a thing. Obviously, with COVID. It certainly did last year. It, it became a thing. So look at all these people that flooded the RV market, That's bought right. an RV, yep. are on the road still, yep. went full-time, sold everything. Yep. It's the only way. It was the only way to travel at that point. So the market got flooded bad right like big time yep but these kids are out there getting real life education they're not reading about the grand canyon mm -hmm. they're hiking the grand canyon they're not reading about the cherokee mountains in north carolina right outside of Asheville. so pretty and and learning about the indian heritage there they're there they're there they're, they're walking it. They're hiking it. They're seeing it. And good for you parents that are they're, doing that. They're not really, They're not reading about stalagmite and stalactite. They're, they're going through the them. caverns oh God, and so cool. looking at it. So amazing. So kudos right. to those parents that are doing that because you are creating an education for your child that is going to be far beyond... The education of sitting at home behind a computer screen. Well, and they're watching the digital age, right? They're watching the age that they are going to develop that they're growing up in. So now that, let's talk about the parent, without even probably realizing that this is kind of an entrepreneurial attitude that they have. Like, we're going to pack, pack up the camper. We're going to let our jobs know that either A, I quit because I can find something online that I can travel with, or their company is going to be like, you know what? We've realized that we don't need you in the office, that you're just as valuable to us as long as you can plug in five hours a day, be super highly productive. And if you don't know how to do that, let us know. We can help you. You know, you don't need 40 hours in the work week well, to get things some, done. There's some people out there that have created some YouTube channels with that. Heck yeah. So whether it's how to RV or how to RV with kids or it's there's, out there. there's many channels and there's there Incredible. should be more. Yes. Because, you know, I, should be. I search those things out because that's a lifestyle my wife and I want to do. Yep. So we search it out. So I'm seeing these channels and right. these people. But there's some holes yeah. in some channels out there. I wish some of those parents that are out there doing this yep. would fill. Well, there you go. Like, Here's your challenge. So, <laughs> you know, 
I'm giving you I'm giving you ideas right now if you're paying attention and we're talking about entrepreneurship today. Yep. I, I would like to be more on the psychology aspect of that, which I think we're getting into. Yep. Um, but the, the possibility and the opportunity is unlimited. Mm-hmm. It's just what is your belief system currently? Right. And does the belief system have to be altered and changed so that it benefits you? Mm-hmm. Instead of benefiting the environment that maybe it's been benefiting all of this time, right, and leaving you in the cold. Yes. So with that whole going Is that to where school, you were sit down, <laughs> shut up, go to school, right? Now we're being even more conditioned to go out into the workspace, to go out into this make believe area that we play in. Now I'm not saying that people's job is not important because everybody from a CEO to a janitor to the woman or man who washes the windows to the person that cuts the grass, like everybody is important. However. (laughs) Right. I mean, I'm not going to diss jobs. Nope. However, if you are that person that has this longing to do something else, but you find yourself comfortably going back to an uncomfortable position, there's a psychology behind that. Mm Mm-hmm. And so that's the barrier that we need to break because the saddest part for us is watching people because we're not speaking from a high place. Like we just decided we're going to go out and conquer this and that's what's going to happen. Is that Fritz and I have both sat in that space of I have all the tools I need and I just have the balls enough to walk out and do it because it takes a lot of work and you got to burn the boats. Oh, absolutely. You've got to commit to it because if you never commit to it, it never happens. It doesn't matter how much or how little. Commitment is commitment. Well, when I started my commercial finance business, I went 18 months without a paycheck. And then what happened, though? 18 but what months. what happened after the 18 months? I got a paycheck that was like almost a yearly salary for a month. Okay. So <laughs> The average salary. But you would think, so, so people listening to this are probably like, holy crap, a whole year's salary in one month. Mind you, I went 18 months yep. without With a paycheck. So was that really a one-month salary, or was that the last 18 months of accumulated work that I finally got paid for? You know, it really depends on how you look at that. But the point is, is at that point in time, I was willing to make the sacrifice. So have I started other businesses since then? Yep. Have I walked away from them? Yup, and I can tell you exactly why. And here's the psychology part. When things started getting really hard and really rough, and I started getting that sense of loss of the things I have already acquired, when I started getting that sense of loss of a financial security that I thought I needed mm-hmm. because I got used to something, because I got comfortable in an uncomfortable place, which is why I wanted to start businesses, right? Because I I got comfortable with the paychecks, but I was completely uncomfortable with my life being ruled mm-hmm. by when I had to punch a clock and when I could punch out, by being told I could take one week a year off, by being told that I had to work Monday through Friday or mm-hmm. I had to work Monday through Saturday and that I could have Sundays off or... The position I had where 
uh, the only for one year the only day off I had was the holidays so that was seven days I had off in an entire year because mm-hmm. I didn't have any vacation time I couldn't take it right and how many hours were you working a week then oh my gosh that was that was the uh, the 15 hour days wasn't it I was more than that. <laughs> I was on conference calls every morning at 7 a.m. And by the time I got done sending my last email of numbers and reports, it was usually 10, 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. Good and, money. And I was going to the gym. So I was at the gym at 5 a.m. Were you playing football at the time? No. That was, I was living here in town. That was just your jam. Yeah. And you were eating like 3,000 bajillion calories a day or something like that? Well, that's, that was a while ago. Oh, that's ago. a while ago? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this, is, this is more recent. Mr. Football player. But, but the point is, is that I got into entrepreneurship so that I could control my time. It wasn't, it's not so much so I can make a million dollars. Right. As long as my bills are paid and I'm creating a lifestyle, that's what matters to me. But most importantly, my time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My time is more valuable to me than a paycheck because I didn't want to trade hours for dollars anymore. Wouldn't you find that most people don't even know what their value is? Oh, absolutely. I don't think a lot of people know what their value is. Matter of fact, no. I think a lot of people think they know their value, but they are undervaluing themselves by huge factors. I'm not talking a little bit. I'm talking by huge factors. So we've got people out there that are in jobs right now mm-hmm. that could be bold enough to walk in and ask for a raise. Yes. And they would probably think, they're going to think about what the boss will probably do for them, and that's how they're going to calculate their worth. Instead of calculating what am I worth, what is my experience mm-hmm. Worth. What are the books that I'm reading, the podcasts I'm listening to, the Google searches I'm doing, the enhancement that I'm doing to my own self to be a better worker? That right there, people, you're creating your value. So you're more valuable than what you think you are. Yep. So I was I was talking with a friend of mine recently and he said something brilliant. And this is the perfect place to put it. So if you're out there and you are like, this year I'm asking for a raise, right? It's January. We're in 2021. You ain't playing games anymore. You realized your value, right? And you've got a good solid number. I want you to go above that solid number. And if you go in there and you propose this new solid number and your boss doesn't even hesitate and says, okay, then you have undervalued yourself. You want them to go, hold on. Like let's you start what? let's start let's start some negotiation. So whatever that number is that you think that you're worth, I want you to go above that because Fritz is 100% right. We undervalue ourselves even with the highest education, even if we're already making 150,000 a year. So, while we're on the money thing, let's just talk about this cuz I want to make sure that people understand this that might want to go out and start something. Yeah. Okay, so if you're making $100,000 a year currently, and I'm probably on the high end of the spectrum, 
right? Because what is the average income in America? Like 45000 Okay. That's a good guess. So let's go 100000 So if you're making 100000 and you're looking at going into entrepreneurship, you got a gig you want to start and you want to do it. It's not a $100,000 a year salary you have to replace. Because there's this thing called taxes. So you most likely only brought home 54000 mm-hmm. out of that $100,000 salary. Because on a $60,000 salary, you usually only bring home right around thirty two, thirty four, depending on what you're claiming. Okay? So if you're at 60000 good news. You only have to replace 32000 <laughs> not fifty two. So if you're better. making a hundred. Here's even better news. If you're at 25,000 a year, you only have to replace 12,000. That seems so, so much easier. So if you're if you're going to sell a product, how many customers is it going to take of that product sales at the cost you're going to come up with to replace that 12,000 a year or to replace that 32,000 a year? Or to replace that 52000 a year. So when you start doing numbers like that, and you start reverse engineering the numbers, right. and you stop looking at your salary as take-home pay, because that's not your net. You have to replace your net income, not your gross salary. So it's not your yearly annual salary you're replacing. It is your net salary you are replacing. Please understand this. This is very important if you are looking to go into entrepreneurship and you're looking at your secure job and your secure paycheck thinking you have to replace $100,000 a year. What is your net income? And we're coming into tax season, so by the end of this month, everybody's going to have their W-2s. Take a look at that net number. It's on there. surprise you. And then you'll understand what it is that you need to replace. So now, if you have something that you want to sell, and let's say you're going to sell it for $100, how many sales of that $100 product do you have to make to get your $32,000? Then take that $32,000, Divide that by 52 weeks. How many? How much product do you have to sell each week? Or you can even divide it by however many days. I mean, we're not going to work 365, so don't divide it by 365. Right. Right. If you're going to do it by month, don't do it by 30 if you plan on taking the weekends off for yourself because now you're your own boss. Go 26 days because now you've eliminated your weekends. Right. The easiest way to do it is by 52 weeks. And then you can figure it out by five days, four days, three days, whatever it is that you want to work. Now you're reverse engineering the numbers. You might realize that it it may not be so overwhelming and it may not be so scary to go and make that jump when you start taking the real numbers and not the numbers that you th- are thinking right now. Right. Now, for the person that understands this, awesome. I'm glad you're already there. But most of us don't think that way. 
Most of us think, man, I make 60000 a year. I got to replace 60000 a year. That's not the truth. Right, right. The truth is, is you're only making thirty-two because you lose almost half to taxes. Mm -hmm. So now that we've got that piece out of the way, that's a huge, <laughs> that's a huge piece. And I think it takes people a while to grasp that because of old conditioning, our old belief systems, the, the way that we were raised, the, how we were taught to have a relationship with money. Well, yeah, so you're talking about going in and doing value, mm -hmm. right? So you're talking about these people, understand what your value is, and then double it, yep. right? And then ask your boss. So if you're going, okay, let's say you're making 30000 a year right now, and you think you're worth 35000 a year, go to 40000 Because you got to understand, if you're only asking for $10,000 more a year, in your pocket, that's only 5000 Now take that 5000 and divide that by 52 weeks, and that's what the increase is a week. So I don't have my calculator on. It's not out. very I can't. much. Right. It's not very much. So, I mean, if you go by month, you're only talking 225 bucks a month. Now you divide right. that. Right. Again. Now you're only at like 50 divide bucks a week. Correct. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so understand that when you go in there saying, I want 10000 more a year, you're basically saying, I want an extra 50 bucks a week. Yeah, that just kind of <laughs> changes it right there, doesn't it? It does. It does. But that's the reality. And we yeah. need to look. We need to be, we need to open our eyes. We need to wake up and stop drinking the Kool-Aid that gets shoved at us about salaries, about hourly wages. Now, I'm not saying let's go and start a mutiny. That's not what I'm saying. I'm definitely not saying this to start any type of mutiny or anything like that. What I'm saying is that you are worth more. And if you have any kind of inclination to go and start something on the side while you're currently working your job to make extra income, then I strongly suggest instead of getting another job, or asking for more money from your company because you understand now that it's probably only going to be $50 more a week, is there something you can do mm -hmm. on the side that will give you that 50 bucks a week? Because if it, the $50 is like, well, that's nothing. I could sell two of these. Mm -hmm. Well, then go sell two of those and make the 100 bucks a week because now that's real money. We're not talking about taxes being taken out of that because now you're an entrepreneur. So now there's a whole different tax game, and I'm not even going to get into that because you should talk to your tax professional. That's right. That's right. But in essence, if you pay your taxes less, you pay yourself first. Okay, so let's shift a little bit. <laughs> Sorry. Because, no, because we got stuck on money for a little while, and that's good. Understanding it is powerful. But when you were talking about, when we talked earlier about bringing value, and having a job and then working your side gig or whatever that is because you can work you can work part-time on your dream while you're working full-time on what pays the bills right so we want to be thankful for the jobs that we have um, even if you don't like them that doesn't matter you are providing value to people outside of that company I'm sure whatever that is and that money for you is important so you don't want to you definitely don't want to come at anything with a negative attitude 
So make the best of where you are. Put all of your good energy, whatever, into that new thing that you're doing. And make sure that when you're doing that, that you're providing value, that you don't get so hung up on the dollar. Because a lot of us have been, including myself, back you know when I didn't know what I didn't know, I was so focused on the end game. Like, I was so focused on the money, the free car, the the vacation that I could earn, like, and when you do that, you lose the focus of why you're doing it. You lose the heart and why you're doing it. And you start coming at people a little bit differently. So what's the byproduct of creating an unbelievably hyper-focused value? What's the byproduct? Impact for people that are getting it. It's perpetual. And what's the ultimate byproduct? Happiness? Profit. <laughs> Profit. Yeah. If you put the focus on creating the value, not the dollar, mm-hmm. the more value you create, the more profit will be created. Because ultimately, money is nothing more than the transference of value. That's right. People get all Which spun up on a piece of create, paper. Which is why we create People get all hung up on a piece of paper. So let's get into the psychology aspect all right. of all this. Because there's a whole realm of psychology behind all this, right? We're good. <laughs> Should check the time I because I sneaked at the because time. I'm, I'm like, wow, on it most feels like of, it's a long time. Before we would always record on a different platform and we were limited to thirty minutes. So now we have unlimited. So hold on. So hold on a second. We're gonna talk a little bit more about the mental game. That you're that you're coming into, and some things that need to be untaught in yeah. this line, in the entrepreneurial line. So limiting beliefs. I mean, that's probably one of the biggest ones that has to be unlearned. So, how many people listening out there have limiting beliefs, and do you know you even have them? Because sometimes we believe them so much that they are our reality. Mm-hmm. Well. Absolutely. Okay. Because we create, oh man, really you're going to go there? Because <laughs> now, oh man, she went down that rabbit hole. I did. That's a big rabbit hole. I know it is. Should we? Because should we, we create our reality. We create our reality all the time. But is your reality really reality? Or is it what you've been taught? Is it what you've been conditioned? Is it what your belief system well, that's, is? That's, that would be... <laughs> That would be the process of free will mm-hmm. that I would challenge that we technically don't really even have free will because we're making choices based on what we already know. So we're making choices to do what we already know. Okay. Which is a deep, deep hole. That's a hole we're not going into. But, that is just a but tease. That <laughs> is, but that is... We talk free will all the time, mm-hmm. and we have the power of free will. Right. But as long as you have, if you're not tapped into your subconscious, and you're in your conscious, and we don't understand that our reality is our personality, and in order to change our reality, our personal reality, we have to change our personality, that doesn't mean you're different. That means you're changing your personality. So you know what I love the most about that? Pause for just a second. Is because 
you have just given permission to people all over the world to change. That it's okay to grow and to change and to lose friends and to lose relationships and make new ones because when you do it in this light, in the light of total clarity and awareness of what's going on and what you have the power to do, things will shift. Mm-hmm. And I think it was Vishen. Well, isn't that why we got into this? Well, yes. But to, to understand that there's a beautiful destruction that happens yes. around you because you become so aware of what you're doing and the choices that you're making and why you're making them, the clarity that you have, um, you, you just, you hit a, it's like stepping up a level in your life. It's a, in a, it's, it's a, it's a level at the beginning that's uncomfortable because we're going into an unknown. There's, there's, there's levels of learning that are going to happen that are going to be different. That's going to be, when you start speaking this game, and I'm not using game as in, as in a gamify way, but when you when you step into this game, this realm, and you start talking about what you're learning, you are going to get looked at weird. But I also believe that there's a higher level of acceptance of this way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Because more of our influences, more of our thought leaders are going into this, which is touching on quantum physics right here, quantum mechanics, whichever way you want to look at it, that the acceptance is getting higher for that. However, there's still a lot of people that will look at you like, what kind of woo-woo juice are you drinking? Yeah. Well, then when you start to understand the science behind mindset and psychology, and why we choose what we do and why we choose not to do what we want to. And, you know, we can have the best intentions in the world, but if we don't get certain areas of ourselves in line with that, it's never going to work. So right. our, if you, so we'll, we'll start to wrap this up in like five minutes because we're going to keep expanding on this piece of entrepreneurship but if you're that person that has tried and tried and tried, like you've stepped out, you've tried this whole entrepreneur thing, and some people make it, right? They can step into anything and turn anything to gold, okay? There are other people that have the best intentions, that want to do it for the right reasons, and they have really shitty coaches that are doing it for the wrong reasons and have old belief systems and fail those ones that have stepped out for the right reason to do it, and then they have nothing but bad things to say about it. Mm-hmm. And then you have the ones that are us, that have stepped out, that have educated themselves, that have worked on their mindset, that know that the world is going to come against you. And you have to be ready for that and know that it's not personal. And you have to be, you have to be in a position of strength to not take on the limiting beliefs of others for what you're trying to accomplish. Because you will draw out every friend, brother, sister, 
parents. Parents. I knew of somebody who did that one time when they were this and they related to this person and they failed. So are you sure you want to do this? Oh, man. So How many times have we heard that? <laughs> so there are limiting beliefs that people will put on you that you cannot accept. Right. So we start out really high on this, right? 2021 is going to be amazing entrepreneurship. And then we went into this really but deep, important, it's so very much more important. Than <laughs> so we, we use the entrepreneur hook to get you in here because that word is used all the time um, in, a, in a very commercialized way. Mm-hmm. And it is a powerful position to be in. To go out and to create something that perhaps nobody else has created is magical. Absolutely. You've changed people's lives because there's somebody out there looking for it. Because everything that you can look at currently right now, everything around you right now. So just pause for a second and just look around your surroundings right now. Because all of that, and I don't mean that to start another rabbit hole, but I'm going to. (laughs) Everything that you're looking at right now was once a thought, Mm -hmm. was once an intention, was once an idea. Yep. Everything. The shoes you're wearing, the lights that you're sitting under, the walls that are around you, the materials to build the walls, the cyber connection to even make this possible, the solar rays that come from the sun, like, A hundred years ago, this stuff didn't even exist. So don't think you can't do something. That's why I said what I said. Don't think you can't do something. Because everything around you was once a thought and is now reality. So if you have a thought of doing something, I don't care if it is entrepreneurship. I don't care if it's going out and finding your next wonderful spouse because you just went through a terrible divorce last year or Mm -hmm. you don't have a spouse and you want to find that perfect write down Mm -hmm. what it is that you want because there is power in writing it down not just thinking about it yes i'm telling you thought is powerful but is thought first or is matter first? Are we first? Or is the thought first? We're you're, not going to answer that. Yeah, you're welcome <laughs> on that one. We're just going to leave you thinking on that. And we'll, we'll, we'll meet you back here on a different episode. But, you know, stay tuned because we really do have some incredible people lined up that are entrepreneurs. And I would say that most of them are veterans. For a veteran community out there. Yes, we're gonna we're gonna do have a lot of veterans on the show this year. So I'm personally very excited about that. But you know, if you are an athlete or a veteran or somebody out there that's listening, I don't care. We don't care where you are in the world. Um, you have a superpower, and whatever that is, if you're on this entrepreneurial you know journey, which we all know can be really difficult and really exhilarating all at the same time really scary and really exciting all at the same time and you've got a story because we all have one you know find us go to our website go to our facebook page go to our instagram go to our linkedin find us ownyourlifellc.com is our website let us know we'd love to have you on for an interview um 
And of course, as always, we're super grateful that you guys came. Yep. So next week we're going to have Molly on. Yes. And Molly is from Molly's Voodoo Dollies. These things are cool. Anyways, her story is powerful. Her story is enlightening. Her story is empowering. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be an awesome show. We're really looking forward to it. So make sure you catch next week's episode. And thank you for watching this one, obviously. Of course. Or you wouldn't know this piece. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, it's going to be an awesome year. It's going to be a fun year to do this show. And um, we are definitely going to step it up many, many levels Ah, this year. So So excited for you guys. Love you guys, and we'll see you the next episode.